Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage show. Where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about your priorities when it comes to who should be at the top of your list. And I want you to think about this quote that says, to change your life, you need to change your priorities. And we start every show here at One Extraordinary Marriage with a hug from our listeners. And lots of times those hugs come in the form of emails or iTunes reviews and Every once in a while, somebody gets up the courage to actually call in on that number. Uh, 858-876-5663. And leave us a voicemail. And we actually had this voicemail come in a couple of weeks ago. And you're going to see why this one is extra special. Yeah. So just a heads up, this is the hug as well as the topic for today's show. I am 17 and I know that not a lot of your podcast listeners are as young as I am, and I've been nervous about calling for a while because I know that not a lot of your listeners are in my age group. I come from a house with a lot of fighting. My parents, they're just not in love, to be completely honest. At least that's how it would seem because they don't, they just don't get along. It's been like this for as long as I can really remember. So, growing up in that kind of house, I've just always wanted to do better, you know. So, I do I do listen to your podcast. I listen to it every day on my way to school. And I just, I want to be better than that. I want to be able to help ahead of time. Uh, I'm not married, and I don't plan on being married for a very long time, but anything will help. So I want to thank you guys for giving your advice and being so open so that I can plan for the future. Goodbye, and I hope you have a fabulous day. Wow. Thank you uh, to that listener for having the courage to call in. She's right. She isn't um, the majority of our listeners But I will tell you, she is not the only teenager that listens to the One Extraordinary Marriage show. And the reason for that is because there are a lot of, I'm going to call her a kid, teenagers who are living in a household where they know their parents' marriage is not the priority. They live in a household with fighting. They live in a household with the threat of divorce. They live in a household where they don't have 
a marriage being modeled hmm. for them. And just like this caller who, you know, doesn't have any plans on being married for a very, very long time. She recognizes like so many of you that tune into the show every week. She recognizes that she wants something better for herself and her future husband. And I'm so glad she said that that was many, many years away um, because she's got a lot of life in front of her before she even gets to the point where she'd be considering marriage. But can I, I just I, say something real quick? I just yeah. want to, I just want to thank her mm-hmm. for picking up that phone, yeah. having the courage to share because no matter if you're 17 or 67, like she said, she wants something better. And honestly, I am so grateful that she can listen mm-hmm. that even with what's happening in her home, she can, she can listen to the one extraordinary marriage show and go, okay, I have models that I can learn from. And my hope and my prayer for you is that what you do learn here, when you do find that man in the future, way off in the future, because I got my little girl too, is that you bring him alongside and you go, Hey, you gotta start listening to these guys. Cause these are my models and I want to have an extraordinary marriage. So thank you because it does take courage to pick up that phone and to share where you're at and do know that since we got your voicemail, we've been praying for you um, and just lifting you and your folks up. Cause it's not easy. I mean, she demonstrated a courage that a lot of us in our thirties, forties and fifties don't have, or wouldn't, you know, I mean, to pick up the phone and just say, you know, my life is not the greatest. And you, know, I really want to dig into this whole thing about priorities mm-hmm. in marriage and, and who's at the top and where everything else falls into line. And, uh, you know, Tony and I believe that God is at the top. God is the foundation. He holds that number one slot. And then your spouse comes second and then your children and then work and activities and everything else. But those top three, God, your spouse and your kids, I'm telling you guys, my eight-year-old can recite that. Mm-hmm. She can, and she's been able to do that for a while now. The 11-year-old, not so much, but then you know, getting him to just talk is- Different personality. Different personality. If you want to dive deeper into what we call this from the top down, pick up our first book, Strip Down, 13 Keys to Unlocking Intimacy in Your Marriage. You can get that one extraordinary marriage.com slash strip down. And you can pick that up in audio, ebook, or physical format, any of those three. And that's where you can get into from the top down, plus 12 other key strategies that we talk about on how to really unlock the intimacy in your marriage. See, I know that priorities are screwed up. I know because my priorities in my marriage have been screwed up. And I know that when I introduce myself to people out and about networking events, things like that, and 
you know, people hear one extraordinary marriage and then they ask me, what do you do? And I say, well, I get to talk about sex and relationships all the time. They start going into what's going on in their lives. And the first things that I hear are, I'm so busy, you know, running the kids here, doing this. We've got practice. We've got this. We've got that. And I just, wow, I am super busy. And then they pause. And the next thing that starts to come out of their mouths is that their marriage isn't going so well. Um, you know, with all these lessons and things like that, the, the kids understand from a very young age that the entire world revolves around them. Mm-hmm. You know, m- mom and dad have date night scheduled, but Johnny's got an all-star baseball game. Guess what? Date night gets scrapped. There, there's a birthday party to go to for the kids on a night that mom and dad were just going to hang out together. They go to the birthday party. Our kids are growing up, and I will say this because Tony and I have been there, where our kids thought the world revolved around them. Mm-hmm. We've pulled way, way back on that. To the point where our kids sometimes feel like life is unfair in the other direction. Which is okay. Which is okay. My kids are not going to suffer because they're not at the center of the universe. They're not. That's actually called the real world. Because when my kids grow up and get a job, guess what? They're not going to be the center of the universe in the company. They're going to be low man on the totem pole. We all started there. We had to work our way up. That, that's just, that's reality. And the sooner that kids start to get that message, that they're not the center of the universe, that the marriage comes first, the better off all of you are going to be because see, I know people who have taken their kids on their anniversary, um, like either anniversary date night dinner, the kids come along romantic vacations. The kids come along. Some of you have written in to share with us that you don't even go out to dinner with your husband or your wife by yourself because the kids are always along. How do the two of you expect to grow your relationship if you always have extra people there. Right. And this, for many of you, is going to be in different times, right? And we have experienced this just now. Our our kids are elementary, middle school, but we've experienced this too. Younger kids, yes, they are around. We get that. The sooner though, that you can find a babysitter that you can trust, start getting out there, talking to other moms, who are they using? Even if you can get out for an hour, half an hour, a mile, two miles down the road, jump to a Starbucks, wherever it may be, even if you can be close by, but just to get away, it is so vital to your marriage because one, it does show your kids that you guys, from an early age for them, that you guys, that your marriage, that what brought you guys together, that made them is vitally important. Absolutely. Because, you know, we talk about the, these kids being in very kid-centric families, which is fabulous for the kids. I mean, they think it's wonderful up until the time that mom and dad announce that they're separating or getting a divorce because they just have nothing in common anymore. Or like our caller, she knows it. Absolutely. She knows it. 
And I wouldn't doubt if, if I could sit and Lisa could sit down with her. If we said, Hey, don't know your, we don't know anything about what your lifestyle has been like. What would have made a huge difference? Would it made a difference if your parents would have spent more time together? Maybe not with you. I wonder what she would say. You know, could that have made a huge difference? Have the parents, you know, are you spending too much time doting on your kids time after time after time and not enough time with each other, sneaking away, being able to get those kids to friends or just dropping them off at the party? Can you do that? And I think a big part of it is, is a mental shift. Mm-hmm. And I want to say one thing right here because... Some of you are thinking, oh, that sounds just like my wife. You know, you guys are listening. There are wives listening to this show who are saying the same things about their husbands. Mm -hmm. This goes both ways. It goes both ways. This is not just a mom issue. It is a mom or a dad issue. We have some dear friends of ours who, you know, they shared with us. They, They were having trouble in their marriage. And... The father was spending so much time with his daughters that it was it was putting a divide between him and his wife. Mm-hmm. She was feeling isolated and alone because it was all about dad and the girls. And when you lose that that priority sequence, remember what I said at the top: God first, spouse second, kids third. When the kids move up in in priority, someone else has to move down. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, that's just the way it works, guys. That's the, the way lists go. You can feel it. You can sense it. Even if you say, oh, no, no, no. My kids and my wife are all on the same level. Uh, uh, no, no. They shouldn't be. And they shouldn't be, right. In my opinion, that's, that's just straight hard fact. They shouldn't be. But if you think that they're on the same level, I'm telling you, your spouse is not happy. He or she is not happy because, again, they came before the kiddos. They were there before you guys came together, had sex, and did all the good fun stuff to have the little guys. Now, I'm going to say right here, we know that many of you listening are in blended families and you have, you have different circumstances. Oh, yes. The one thing that I do want to say to this, though, is that if you are going to model a healthy marriage for your children, whether your biological children, your stepchildren, your bonus children, whatever you call them, because I know there's many, many different names, you still have to put your spouse first. You have to model that. And a lot of that will come into the communication. You guys coming into a blended family. Those of you who are married, first timers, and you know, you're still together, still have to be communicating this type of what are we doing and getting on the same page. The thing is when when you upset the apple cart, when you put the kids ahead of your spouse, it places such a tremendous toll on your marriage and the feelings that start to, that are generated through that upside down uh, priority list, none of them are positive. Okay. You start dealing with feelings of isolation. 
Mm-hmm. You start dealing with feelings of loneliness, of resentment, of anger. And many of you that have your, your priorities upside down, you know this because you can see these feelings in your spouse. You know that when you say, I'm going to take the kids to do something and your husband or wife looks at you like, again? What about me? When do we get time together? Mm-hmm. You know, oh, the kids have such and such tonight. We can't go do what we'd planned to do. Why not? <laughs> Why not? The kids can get a babysitter. They, you're, okay, I have to tell you this. Your children do not have to go to everything that they're invited to. They don't. Their social life will not completely fall apart if they miss a birthday party. It it will not fall apart if you are not at every single sporting event. And and I say this as a mom, uh, as a child, whose parents were at every single one of my brother's baseball games. I I don't think they missed anything until he went to college. Now, my parents also made a lot of time for each other. So they balanced it. But I know many of you, and we've got friends because our children play sports, who wouldn't dream of missing one of your kids' sporting events, even if you had something else planned. Like you had something else planned, late scheduled game. You scrap your plans with your spouse to make sure that little Tommy or Sarah knows that you're sitting at the game. I'm telling you, if you're at most of the games and you miss one or two here or there, again, they will not melt. They won't. They're kids. They understand that you can't be there all the time. I'm going to say a story because I think this is where, man, over the years, I I think we've lost sight, folks. I, I really do. And we need a we need a big shake. I mean, we need a big wake up call. We do, and I believe that those of you who listen to this show are listening because you want the wake up call. Here's the thing: when I was growing up, when I was growing up, I played soccer. It was the only sport I. Eh, it's the only sport I really played like as a kid, and it was fun. I loved it. I will tell you. Probably out of 10 games, my parents were there at two. You know what? I grew up fine. I loved soccer. Actually, I think I enjoyed it more than sometimes what we see now. Too much pressure on kids to succeed at it instead of just having fun. And really, I look at those days and go, wow. I turned out okay. And In all honesty, I think some of you are sitting here nodding your head going, yeah, that was me. My mom and dad would just go, hey, soccer's today, or I would know, and I would just get to the field, ride my bike, walk, whatever it meant to get there, practice, play the game, come home. How was the game tone? It was good. We won. We lost. All right. What do you want to eat? Boom. Done. That's it. So sports, it's ruling your marriage. I know little Johnny. I know little guy, Sarah, whatever, they are going to be fine. They're not going to be the next all-star. They're not going to be the next NBA MVP. As much as my boy is as big as he is, I highly doubt him. I highly doubt he will get to the point of playing in the NBA. Will he play some, will he play some high school ball? Most likely. If he really practices, will he get into college? Maybe, maybe not division one, but that's his choice. 
So I really think that a lot of us, man, got to look at this and go, what are we doing? And why does it matter so much? Why does it matter so much that our kids think that the world revolves around them? I mean, generations of us have grown up in families where it was not all about us. And you know what? We did okay because our parents launched us into the world when we were 18 or thereabouts and we had to figure it out. We had to learn that life has disappointments. Life is not always fair, but like I look at my own parents who kind of raised me with that mentality. Like I didn't always get what I wanted. And I saw a lot of my friends get things that I didn't get. And I was, you know, I was disappointed. Guess what? My adult life has had disappointments in it. I have not always gotten what I wanted. Life has not always been fair. And you know what? Because my parents allowed me to experience that as a child, it wasn't a surprise to me. Now, does that mean I wanted those bad things to happen? No, but I was better equipped to handle them because I knew that my parents had their priorities in order. I mean, my parents have, have had us in church, have been going to church since before I was born like God at the center of their marriage. Okay. And and did they have times when us kids were, you know, priorities were out of whack and the kids came before the spouse? Yes. It it happens. Mm -hmm. But just like Tony's parents, they worked diligently to make sure that the spouse, you know, was continuously moving into that second spot. Yeah. And here's the thing coming up this July, we are in the, our, in the Midwest for our Midwest tour. We are excited about this. And this is one of those topics we'd love to talk to you about. So Columbus, July 14th, Indianapolis, July 16th, St. Louis, July 18th. You can go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash meetup and reserve your ticket. It's $5 per person. Again, that's just to cover the food and the drinks, non-alcoholic. But this is one of those topics we want to talk about because this is a family-friendly meetup. Mm -hmm. Our kids are going to be there. We want to see your kids there too. But here's the thing. We can talk about this stuff. We can share. Hey, what are some of the struggles? What are we facing? What do we face? Because we face them too. We do. Every day we face these same issues. And yet we find time for each other. And how do we do that? So we're going to get into that. But I want you to, and we want you to go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash meetup. Reserve your tickets for any of those locations, Columbus, Indianapolis, St. Louis. We're going to be there in July. We want to see you guys. I love that whenever Tony gives um, a web address, the URL, when he says slash, he does this thing with his hands. You guys can't see it, but he actually slashes the <laughs> air. I do like a little air. karate chop. Yeah, a little karate chop. So if you ever hear oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash, just imagine Tony karate chopping the air. But let's talk about getting priorities back in order Mm -hmm. because I want each one of you listening to go, okay, I get it. We've been upside down. If that's been your, you know, if that's the case in your marriage and these are the action steps that we take going forward. And the first thing that you have to do it. And I mean, we've done so many shows on scheduling it, but you need to schedule it. You need to schedule time together on your, you have to put it on your calendar, but believe me, with us doing this whole move thing, we're all over the place and we've had to just go, we need to put this 
on the calendar. If it doesn't get on the calendar, it's not going to happen. As much as we think it in our heads, as much as we hope it's going to happen, it's not going to happen unless we do it. And so scheduling, that's, that's scheduling time to talk, like just to have a conversation. It's scheduling time for date night. Mm-hmm. Put it on your calendar. And yes, guys, I mean, episode 140, scheduling sex. It's about scheduling sex. You need to be intentional about your time with your spouse. Period. 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 It, hoping, wishing, praying. You can pray all you want that you, it's going to make it. You guys are going to spend time together. If you don't take action to make it happen, you're not doing anything. Intentionality is the difference. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, you need to also decide what kind of example you're going to be for your kids. Because I'm telling you, all of you, just like we have been in our own marriage, who are kid-centric, your grandchildren are going to be raised in those types of homes too. And the more kid-centric we are, the less stability there is in our marriages. Because here's what happens. When you have a marriage that is completely kid-centric, when the baby goes to college, the baby who is now 18 goes to college, there are no more children living in your house. So what do you have in common? If your whole focus has been on the kids. And that's what this show is about. We've talked about it so many times is that we want you guys to engage each other. You, you have to decide that you don't want to be a statistic. You don't want to be part of that 20-year club that that's when the divorces are happening because there is a huge spike in divorces happening right now when babies go off to college because they haven't been working on their marriage. If you don't know your spouse after 18 years, I'm telling you the baby goes to college and you're looking across the table at a stranger. Mm -hmm. So you have to decide the legacy and the example that you're going to set for your kids establishing a solid role model for them that the marriage comes first, allows them to go into their own marriages, goes into their adult life, understanding that the marriage relationship is the primary relationship in the family, in the home. And you have to understand that you are going to get pushback from the young people who live in your house. Yep. You're going to. They're not going to like the mindset shift that you're going to be bringing home. They're not going to like it when they hear the word no. Uh, Our kids, as much as we even do this, they still get that way. They they do. They do. Because we're inherently selfish people, all Mm -hmm. of us. We don't like when things don't go our way or when someone tells us no. No. Our, our, Our kids do it, guys. I mean, those of you that will meet us in the Midwest, you'll see that. They will probably hear the word no, and you, you might even see a tantrum. However, going into it with the expectation that there may be some pushback, not always. Some of you may have kids that will just compliant and will work with it. Go with the flow. And that's awesome. Hey, praise More God. power to you. It's okay if they complain. Their boss, when they are 20-something and working in a job, is not going to do everything that your child wants. And complaining isn't necessarily going to change that for them. Right. It's better they learn it from you. And ultimately... Ultimately, you need to choose who's going to be first after God. You need to choose that. You need to make a decision 
some of you right now, as you're listening to this on your morning run or as you're driving to work or wherever you are, you need to make the decision that it's going to be your spouse. Mm -hmm. That maybe it hasn't been. And now, now is the time for that to change. Now is the time to write that ship to change. You remember I opened the show saying to change your life, you have to change your priorities. If your marriage is not going in the direction that you want it to be going, you need to take a long, hard look at your priorities and and you need to look at the people in your family and say, am I putting somebody else ahead of my spouse? And if the answer to that question is yes, then you need to implement today that scheduling of time to let your spouse know that you're going to course correct. Right. That, that you recognize that you've been upside down and you are going to work hard to get back where they are in that number two spot behind God. And it's going to take help from them. Like you do, you, you need a cooperative effort here. But I'm telling you, when you've got your priorities in in place, when you've got God first, spouse second, kids third, the rest of everything else, it falls into place. You are equipped. You are strong to be able to handle situations at work, to be able to handle situations with activities, to be able to do these other things because your foundation is rock solid. Mm -hmm. And guys and gals, I would suggest... Picking up our first book, Strip Down, 13 Keys to Unlocking Intimacy in Your Marriage, because we build on this from the top down. We help you to set it up. We help you to see where are your priorities now and how you are going to be able to prioritize so that you can live with God first, your spouse second, your kids third, work activities, and then we build out from there. So go grab strip down at one extraordinary marriage.com slash strip down. And this week, think about it though. Think about where your priorities are and what you can do to schedule time with your spouse. We love you guys. And we hope that you have a fantastic week. We hope you have an extraordinary week spending time together, growing and loving on each other. Love you guys.